Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home. Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I am your host, Joey Burgoyne, and joining me is the chief scientist, head nerd, with love and respect I say that, Matt Flurry, the Connecticut Science Center. Matt, how are we doing, sir? Hi, I'm doing well, Joey. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to catch up. You know, things have changed a little bit, but as they change, it seems they also stay the same. You know, COVID has impacted. How are things going at the Science Center with COVID and the Delta variant and the adjustments you guys had to make? Yeah, well, I think like uh, for everybody, it has been a matter of adjustments and uh, following a, uh, you know, I Compared to where we were last year, overall a positive trend, certainly, but uh, it's not a straight line. So we had a period uh, of time uh, midsummer when we were able to actually drop our mask requirement for those who had the vaccine. But then when the Delta variant started to come back and we saw more cases and, you know, we're thinking about the fact that our youngest uh, audience, uh, many kids who come to the Science Center aren't eligible to be vaccinated yet. We decided to go back to all masks. Um, uh, so but our, our visitors have been very considerate of that and, and understanding. I think we're, we're all looking to throw the mask off. But by and large, people here have been very appreciative of the effort that we've undertaken to make this a safe environment for everybody. Yeah, and I think one thing and having that, such a mix of people, you have to have to be especially careful with that. Yeah, and I think that's one thing, you know, people do want to get out and about and venture out and the governor, you know, did allow us as residents to visit the museums and the science center for free. So I'm sure you guys did see an uptick in attendance during that also. That's been tremendously successful, and I have to give the governor a lot of credit. It, it was a really, I think, probably if you look around the country and how, how pandemic funding from the Rescue Act in Washington gets used, it's probably one of the more more unique mm. uh, and innovative approaches, I think, to try to get a, a society back, you know, connected again and and uh, to respond to the point you made, that people are really eager to get out and do something. So we've had a tremendous response to the free Connecticut uh, Museum uh, offer, uh, and uh, it's caused an increase in attendance, uh, and that's been really a lot of fun to see. 
and we've been just delighted to see so many people eager to come out and, and coming away really with a great experience at the Science Center. And the Science Center is one of those places you can visit, you know, multiple times because there are a lot of exhibits. You can act, you know, we've gone, like I said, before we start taping this a few times this summer and you can really take your time going through the Science Center and if there's something you really want to delve into, you can sit there a little bit longer and really study those topics, whether it's in the, you know, the engineering, the anatomy and biology areas. There's a lot of different things. There's the movies that you can watch. So you don't have to be, you know, running around as much. And I think that's allowing a lot of people to maybe do those second or third trips back to the Science Center. I think so. I, I just, before we started talking here, Joey was uh, visiting with some of our uh, customers downstairs and uh, you know they're all having a great time some of them are have their hands more than full chasing <laughs> a bunch of kids around and are pretty much exhausted from the day and and in some cases to your point finding that they really couldn't you know absorb everything the way they'd like to and that's not a surprise to me because there is so much to see so I've actually reminded them uh, as it is my job to do that we have a discount on membership <laughs> and when you buy a membership at the science center you can come as many times as you want during the course of a year as i know you have and that's a good way to cover a lot take your time doing it and also you know you have multiple outings at a great destination that people here in our community really value and appreciate and i mean the exhibits do change you have a new one with the dinosaurs it was i loved it yeah, we have the uh, animatronic dinosaurs exhibit, which is here just for another uh, couple of weeks. And uh, then we are really excited in November to bring in a real mummies exhibition. Uh, and that feature will be here um, late this year and into next year. And I think it's going to be very popular. People are really fascinated by the story of mummies, the mm. science of mummies, the mystery of mummies. Uh, the legend of mummies and the the reality of of mummies. So that's going to be one of those featured temporary exhibits that we bring in, uh, and I think uh, that's one of the reasons people tend to, you know, buy into a membership. For example, is they could be here and see the dinosaurs. And the next thing you know, you turn around, you come back. It's a whole different experience with with something like the mummies exhibit. Now, how you know behind the scenes? Let's look into how do you find these exhibits to you know bring into the museum. There are uh, a couple of museums that actually have uh, exhibit, exhibit development programs, and they have a business of renting those out, and they travel around the world or around the country. And then there are, uh, you know, businesses where that's all they do. Um, so we're, you know, partners with, with all of them and in conversation with all of them on an ongoing basis, and we you don't have to plan years out. We look at all the new exhibits that might be coming, the ones that have been around that maybe haven't come to Hartford, or in some cases, one that came and was really successful a few years ago, and then bring it back again because everybody liked it. I see. As one, and, everyone uh, loves dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, we've had dinosaurs a few times, and uh, every time we have dinosaurs, people are excited. We have different versions of the exhibit come in, but dinosaurs are dinosaurs, uh, even though there are a great many different varieties of them. Um, so we, you know, we, we make uh, uh, agreements to rent those for a period of time, and that's fairly customary in our field that a, a percentage of the exhibits at a science center or a museum will be a temporary exhibition that's typically borrowed or rented from another provider. 
Now, I don't know, you know if, if this is something you can answer, but I'm curious. Schools are starting back up. Have, has there any, been any talk? Do you know, you know field trips resuming? Because I know my kids, they love field trips. Kids love field trips. The Science Center is an amazing place to go as a field trip. Has there been any talks about being able to do those again yet? You know, there have been uh, conversations, uh, but the reality is that uh, I think most schools don't even know just yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is so much uncertainty and so much focus on trying to get back to school safely and just deal with the basic uh, operations of a school under these circumstances uh, that I think that's where most of the attention is right now. We have been having a fair number of schools talk to us about going to the school with our program, which of course we're happy to do as well. But we look forward very much to having uh, all those tens of thousands of school kids who in a typical year would come to the Science Center do so once again, hopefully in the not too distant future. But it's a little hard to read right now, to be honest with you. Because, mm, you know, like we talked last time, this is one of those things we're living through history right now. This will no doubt be an exhibit in years to come at the Science Center, what we went through and what people learned and the science that went through getting us through this pandemic. Well, absolutely. And, you know, we've been saying from, you know, long before that science is really going to bring us the answers to many of uh, our problems and our world problems, whether you're talking about health and medicine or uh, the environment or even our economy. And I don't think that's ever been more apparent than now. Our science and data science in particular have informed our understanding of the pandemic and where the upticks are and where it's subsiding and what kind of variants there are. And, you know, that's all science at work uh, to say it's Delta or it's another variant. Um, And then to start to isolate those in geographic areas when you can so you can track their spread. And then the science behind the vaccines themselves uh, is just so extraordinarily powerful. And, you know, it's not a a stretch uh, or hyperbole whatsoever to say it is indeed life-saving. And I think you could also say it's if if we all do do it and use science, it's lifestyle-saving so that the you know you you might be thinking about whether your kid's going to be able to play basketball when when they go back this winter you know my kid was heartbroken to lose a basketball season and mm. so were all of his friends and you know fingers crossed they can get back on the court and have a basketball season this year yeah but you know we're seeing even those things are are questionable depending on how warmly society embraces the science that says the vaccine is the answer acting with care responsibly masking up uh you know in certain situations those are the ways out of this mess and if we could just do those long enough we will get there the science center is one of those places so now let's take a step back you know joining me this morning is matt flurry president and chief executive officer of the connecticut science center now let's go a few years back there's an 11 year old 12 year old matt going to the science center what is your favorite if you if you were alone left in the science center alone right now what exhibit are you going to <laughs> well going back to when i was 11 you know well, like you're a few years yeah a few uh, you know like what is if you had some free time as a kid going back in time where is little 11 year old matt heading right now 
Yeah. Well, there, there are a couple of places. Um, one that I'm particularly proud of, and I also think I would have enjoyed, especially as a kid, because I was, I was really interested in the environment, um, you know, read my Ranger Ricks, uh, worked on a farm, loved animals, uh, loved the fields. Um, you know, I think I would have gravitated to the Earth exhibition at the Science Center, which we overhauled and essentially rebuilt a couple of years ago. And it has the story of the planet, everything from walking inside and touching a simulated core of the Earth uh, so that you can really appreciate the layers of our planet. Uh, you know, there's one piece where you can actually see a, a digital, a, a video representation of the movement of the tectonic plates over the hundreds of millions of years. And it's truly extraordinary that, you know, little things like the Atlantic Ocean weren't even on the map, so to speak. <laughs> and and then to, re to realize that we're not actually at a fixed point in time now, that at the pace of one to two inches a year, these plates are still moving and still changing the geography that we see on that globe in the classroom. It's still changing, and that hundreds of millions of years hence, it's going to look completely different all over again. Uh, just things like that are so fascinating, and you know, mind-blowing on one level. Um, uh, I, you know, I think I would have really enjoyed that. Uh, you know, the display about icebergs, uh, about the the glaciers that moved through this part of Connecticut and mm. carved out, you know, the Connecticut River Valley and the landscape as we know it, and left behind weird arrangements of rocks that people think druids must have put together. <laughs> All of that stuff, it's fascinating. And that's the thing, you know, like, that's what I want to get. There's fascination. And the, the little, you know, Matt, as a child going through the Science Center, grows up to become the president and chief executive officer of the Connecticut Science Center. These are the little things that, you know, going to the Science Center, enjoying it with the family, walking around, seeing those creativity sparks fly inside of your child. That's awesome. And like you were saying, there was one exhibit, I, I sat there for about 20 minutes and watched it, was the flyover from where the Connecticut River starts to where it mm -hmm. empties into the sound. That was a mm -hmm. I, something that simple, just following the Connecticut River through the states was awesome. That's a, a beautiful helicopter ride from the headwaters of the river up in Canada, all the way down through Vermont. Uh, through Massachusetts, Connecticut, out to the Sound, and it's it's really and I'm uh, not the only one who uh, finds it uh, really beautiful and, and uh, it's very informative because you see things about the Connecticut River, River that you never appreciated. Mm -hmm. For example, that it didn't start in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Connecticut River does not start in Connecticut as much as people may think it. <laughs> and these are the things, you know, get out to the Science Center while it's still free. The governor is still, you know, letting us visit the Science Center and other museums across the state for free. Get out with the family. Thanks again this morning. Joining me is Matt Flory, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Connecticut Science Center, because remember, great things happen at home in Connecticut. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.